How's it, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Words Words Speak. This episode is proudly brought to you by Durban Poison Beer. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, you might notice that I don't actually have a Durban Poison Beer with me. This is because I thought it'd be a really good idea for Mark to keep the beers and bring them through to the podcast episodes. I didn't take into account that we would be going into lockdown. So while I'm sitting here starting to feel the withdrawals, I'm constantly getting photos and videos sent to me by Mark with a couple of couple of cold Durban Poison beers in his hand. And I promise you, nothing compares to a cold Durban Poison beer. I can't drink any other other beer since getting sponsored by these guys. So thank you very much, Durban Poison. And we've really been enjoying working with you. Uh, today we have on a guy by the name of Ross Walker. He was a friend from school. We kind of lost touch after school. And I actually bumped into him in Cape Town a couple months back. And we had a really long conversation. And it's amazing to see what he's actually been doing over the last couple of years, turning his... Uh, what started out as a hobby for photography, going professional with it and working in some of the greatest places with some of the most well-known people from around the world. So definitely check out this episode. You're going to get a lot of inspiration from this guy and a couple of funny stories too. Cheers, guys. Bridges, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Sure, as I said, I'm seriously running out of podcast guests. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't find the guy on the streets. So yeah. mm-hmm. As I was saying, it's, like, it's nice having a beer sponsor, but it gets weird when you have like 9 a.m. podcasts with also <laughs> guests I don't know. It's like, hey, you can offer you a beer because you're going to be shooting with the beers. Yeah, it's like 9 a.m. I promise you, I'm not an alcoholic. I promise. <laughs> yeah, but the difference is most guests are like, no, I'll stick with my coffee. And you're like, no, that's cool. I'll take one. <laughs> Mark, do you also want a beer? <laughs> I'll take two. Yeah, so this is going to be fun. It's weird. It kind of reminds me of like first year where you wake up every day, well, most days, and one of the things you look at is a beer. Yeah, and it's like I need to get rid of this hangover. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I went to Stellenbosch just for one solid successful year, <laughs> and the drinking culture is insane. Yeah, it's insane. Also, it's one side because you a bunch of students trying to top each other, but also the price of the drinks and stabies. I don't know if you've ever they, gone out yep. to Stellenbosch before. Well, funny enough, I also spent a, a good solid first year at Varsity College, and that was about it. Um, and what's it like there? <clears throat> well. My O week I actually spent in Stellenbosch. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite good. <laughs> my, my dad was like, okay, so cool. You start in January. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty inconvenient because I just booked a flight to Cape Town. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, Ma- Mark was actually picking me up. And I, yeah, I stayed with Mark for O week. <laughs> and I did it in... Mark? Atri. Oh, okay. Like yeah, it. so I stayed I stay in Stellenbosch. <laughs> and after a week, it, it was enough for you to say, this shit's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this place. Exactly. Well, basically, I spent a week there, planned on spending a week there, and then just didn't go home after the week. Yes. I was spending like about two, three weeks there, I think. And then, yeah, I only went to Varsity after that. And why'd you go to uh, Varsity College? What were you studying? Because um, I wouldn't have even picked you up for the kind of person to study. Did you go straight into study? Um, yeah, I basically didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I was like, yeah, what am I going to do? Become. So yes. <laughs> I did a, the common become. <clears throat> yeah, it was not really my vibe. I mean, my, my attendance wasn't so good. Yes. Um, so, but from the parts that wasn't, I was there. It wasn't good in school either. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, basically. <laughs> the words yes. were better than, uh, 
than varsity. So we actually just went most of the time to, to surf yeah. with uh, um, Dave Whitehead and everyone. So it was good fun. And then um, were, you, were you always surfing with them or, or were you that photographer guy? So actually, when the waves were really bad, um, I would surf and I would love it. <laughs> okay, they let you surf, but <laughs> the conditions are good, like listen to us. <laughs> listen, you're going to yeah. have to shoot. Yeah, get the housing. Yeah, well, originally I didn't even have a housing, so we were surfing, and then it was like, yeah, okay, come on, take the GoPro out, and back then it was just a GoPro, and it was like, let's go Shory, and that's just how we messed around. Yes. Like, it was actually just a GoPro, there was no cameras involved, because none of us had cameras, like, at, like, it was kind of weird, like, I think because this is when we, when we did start... I was starting to shoot at about 16 with the GoPro. Yeah. And I think I got um, Brother Housing, which I'm not sure if it exists anymore, um, unfortunately for them. But um, yeah, they actually gave me a housing on one of their first housing. Like, yeah, yeah, try it out. No and uh, one of my dad's friends actually given me my first camera and they were like, yeah, test this out. Like, And I was like, I don't know how this thing works, but I'm going to click a couple buttons, figure it out. So how does it work? So the... It's like taking one of these cameras and putting it into something that allows you to shoot in the water. Yeah, but basically I got a camera um, and I got a housing. Yeah. And, but I didn't know how either one of them were. not nervous about that. Some new company that, <laughs> that builds housing for cameras. It's like, yeah, yeah, take this, test, test it, it out. out. Like, we're not going to let you buy it because we don't know if it yeah, works yeah. yet. Sign this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, doesn't work, but we can test it out yes. for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting thing because they were like, it was... It wasn't like the new ones that you see now that are put of fiberglass or anything like that. It was actually a bit more of a putty material. No way. <laughs> yeah, so it looked very scary. Yeah. Um, but it was quite cool. We put a, put the cable in, linked it up, and yeah, took a couple of photos. They were, they were actually very, very cool. And then as obviously they progressed, I progressed at the same time. Yes. And then we like, they got a new housing. They gave me one of the new ones. Sure. And and we, so cool. you said you're quite good at first with it. Well, uh, on auto, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was yeah. doing in the beginning. And then I got very, to be honest, I actually got very, very bored with it. <clears throat> um, I stopped stopped shooting um, for a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like, you know what, I, I don't really know what I'm doing. And I got bored with just clicking a button. Um, yes. So what I did is um, I knew this guy called Andrew Carey when I was a kid. And we always just skate together like at like 13 or something. Uh, we were all skating and that was the trend yes. back then. Um, and yeah, he basically took me and said, like, he, he dropped off the face of the earth, he broke his leg skating and he came back and he's like, now like a professional photographer. I was like, cool, this is like really yeah. sick. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, did all that stuff and he came to me and he's like, so you don't know how to use a camera? So I was like, no. So he's like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... So, but I thought you knew how to use a camera because you <coughs> use, use it for housing, you record guys in the water. Yeah, but originally I was actually only shooting on auto. Okay, wait, so this is going back to how old were you at the time? Um, 17, I think. Okay, yeah. 17, yeah. It's going to get back on that. Um, but, yeah, so he, he taught me how to do it, and he's like, yeah, this is, this is, like, the settings, and basically just taught me a bit more on, like, the shutter speed, the aperture, also, all of that stuff. We, we learned a bit more, which is really, really fun. Yes. Um, and, yeah, he used to obviously surf and all that stuff, skate, so we just started filming fun stuff, and, um, yeah, I picked up a couple brands with him, um, and we started shooting for brands, and that was... Exactly, like a yeah, free product. This is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, why, why did you decide to study if you're enjoying that so much? You're starting to get clients. Um, we were getting clients, but you know, the, it was more looked at as like I didn't really know where what I was going to do, or like I didn't really think about. Originally, I didn't think about it as a, as a career. I said, "This is it's not a career. You can't have money." You know, yes. like, it's we thinking about. Obviously, at that point, it was like. You go to Vasti, you study, you, you get a degree, you get a job. Yeah. 
that was like the ideal thing I ever did. And it, it just wasn't that. Like it, I studied, dropped out, didn't enjoy it. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of went through that. Um, what's, your, what's your take on studying? Hey, in, um, like in, in today's world? It depends. So like, I guess if you want to become a lawyer, you got to study. If you want to become a doctor, I wouldn't want like someone who's like, yeah, I'm a freelance doctor, bro. Don't stress. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me just cut you. I picked it up fast from a mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I watched a couple of YouTube videos. Yes. Now, I'm, now I'm a photographer. Yeah. Now I'm a, a surgeon. An operator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I wouldn't really want a freelance operator coming like to like, you know, give me brain yeah. surgery or something. So you're saying it depends on the career. I definitely think it depends on the career. Yeah. Because it's like, it just depends on, I don't know, like certain things you need to, go to learn at a university in that like cold, like regimental way, like you need to look at a book and study. Yes. But there's a lot of things these days that you don't really have to, have to like look at a book, go yeah. write a test, like, you know, like web developers, app developers, there's so much things. Like if you, yes, you're going to have to study if you want to be a back-end web developer, but if you like a, a front-end, you can just do it like on sites, like WordPress and stuff like yes. that. So you don't need any of that. So it's like, it's, it's a lot of things that you can learn as you go. If you don't know how to do it, YouTube, but I'm sure there'll be a YouTube tutorial on it. Yeah. You know, so in that, in that kind of like way, I don't think it's necessary, no. Yeah, okay, cool. Because uh, like my, my experience with it was obviously I dropped out of first year to, to start a business uh, with Kevin Mark, but we had already started the business during the year. So some guys, okay. when the going gets tough, they're like, actually, this isn't for me, drop out, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do and start a business. Yeah. Whereas I think if you want to start a business, it's wiser while you're at uni to get something going because yeah. for you you said you didn't exactly know what you wanted to do so you went into studying and sometimes that can be great because you go into a general broad BCom, you can find exactly what you want to do exactly but yeah. the one part about it for me is is the one major thing for me was where i was studying for a, a, one of my exams and i realized that the like the credit acts and one of the acts we were learning it's something I had to really plan to the new business and we were learning the old acts. Okay. And a bunch of the stuff had changed. Yeah. And in that moment, like a couple things clicked for me and I'm like, we're learning old content. Whereas yeah. like you get something like Get Smarter, that's, uh, I think it's, it's owned by UCT or it's through UCT lecturers and you can do online courses that are so up to date. And as you're saying, like there's so many resources out there. Like you go into yeah. YouTube and you can learn how to code. Exactly, yeah, that's but, it. But as you say, certain things like doctors, I don't want you to learn on YouTube how to, how to <laughs> yeah. stitch me up. Exactly, yeah. I guess it just depends on what, what you are doing. Like, exactly the same how you said for you, um, that is a good way. People who drop out, like, and then if they've got a plan when they drop out, I definitely think it's, it's like, it's mm. a good idea. Um, but even though some, sometimes people, like, have found it in their gap year. Like, some people take gap year. I definitely think it is a, a good thing to do. Yeah, I agree with you. <clears throat> because for me, I, who knows you know you can't really go back in time but if you could like maybe i would have taken a gap year and i would have figured it out in my gap year but now i just took a really expensive gap year you know like it didn't really make yes, a difference. yeah we're gonna pay for varsity i'm not gonna go but you know yes <laughs> there you go so that's, that's basically what what i did but i think maybe you know it just depends on what you want to do um, yes and then you can go from there i guess yeah like what I've found is, I don't know if it's just a lack of jobs, but a lot of my mates that are finishing their degrees in BCom specializing market, in marketing or industrial psychology or whatever it is, 90% of them aren't going into those fields that they're studying, studying because there's no, none of those jobs available. This is true, yeah. 
And that gets me thinking quite a bit as well. Like for my sister, my dad said to her, because she, uh, she matriculated in the, <coughs> the end, of, uh, <laughs> end of 2018. And yeah. my dad said, I'll either pay for you to go to varsity or I'll give you a year's worth of tuition to start a business. Okay. And so she took that second option and started an online baby gifting store. Like they do like baby gift boxes called okay. Babaju. And she actually only launched it this year. So it took her like a year to build and stuff. Amazing. Use that money to buy stock, build a website. And she's yeah. doing really well. Like she's actually on her way to earning a living for herself. While a lot of her mates are at varsity, but they're not, they're not passionate about what they're doing. And they're still trying yeah. to figure that stuff out. And so, yeah, for me, have you ever watched The Big Short before? No. Well, it's basically about how the, how the housing market crashed in 2008. Okay. And one of the first guys that saw it coming is one of the main characters in the movie. And he's, he's based on a real man. Yeah. And this guy was saying that he thinks the, the next housing market crash is going to be student loans. Really? In the States, the student loan industry, if you want to call it that, yeah. is a trillion dollar business. Yeah, of course. Like, there's lots of like places and there's lots of companies there to like pay it back yes but that's if you also get those jobs True. so that's what guys are worried about like the my girlfriend went to texas last year and she met a guy who was like a 55 year old like paleontologist or something okay. and in it he was 55 the year before that he had just managed to pay off his student loans what? So, because in the, in the States, they're trying to one-up each other. So it's like, I'm going to get a master's, and I'm going to get a doctorate, yeah. PhD. I don't know if that's a doctorate. And then the one guy's like, no, screw that. I'm going yeah. to <laughs> get two of those. Yeah. Two. Yeah, guys. Yeah, study your whole life. Then. No, really, guys do. And really? so that's what I'm, I'm getting worried about. Like, hey, I've got so much respect for guys that get degrees because besides the fact that they're learning so much, the number one thing I see from it is like, the ability to commit to something. Yeah. Well, like you start off in, in a class full of 400 people. By yeah. the end of your degree, you maybe have 100, 50. And that shows a level of commitment. That <clears throat> when the going gets tough and everyone else is finding ways out, you're sticking to it. And that's yeah. a major thing I see out of it. But as I say, the, the downside of it is not only coming out, of, coming out without a degree. I mean, coming out uh, with uh, no job but a great degree. It's going to cause issues in the future. And that's kind of what... Yeah my senses are well funny enough you say that because i actually actually saw a meme about it and it was quite funny i thought it was amusing <laughs> just because <So> then, <laughs> i mean yeah um <laughs> but basically i saw this meme and it was quite relevant for me because um just like maybe four months ago yeah. i was just chatting to someone um they're actually studying to be an accountant um, yeah. so i was like it was quite interesting for me because their mindset on the whole thing was you know like I've got a business, say, so, okay, I'm going to, my business is going to obviously employ people. Now she says, okay, but yeah, when your boy's business goes under, so she's obviously thinking quite negatively, but like, she's like, when your business goes under, you've got nothing, you've got no degree, you've got like no this, this, this. She's like, me, I just go to a business and I get a job and I've got my degree and I'm an accountant all the time and um, she gets her degree and she's got a job. Was this a meme? No, 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 this is, this is me talking to someone. Okay. It's <laughs> like, a very long meme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So I saw a meme about it actually a little while back. Um, mm. And this is the conversation I'm having with her. And she goes, okay, well, you know, who made the company that you're working for? 
And yeah. she, she's an accountant. I was like, okay, well, if you're an accountant. You're an accountant for a business, no? Yeah. And then I was like, that person is the risky person taking the risk. Yeah. So if there were no people who like made businesses, you wouldn't have a job anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yes, you're an accountant, but you're an accountant probably for a business. And that business was some person being an entrepreneur. So for you to have your job, you need two people who are willing to take the risk in order for you to just have your job. Yes. You know, for, for you, yes, you've got to study and you, you don't have to take any risks. But if there were no people who took risks, you wouldn't have your job. So yeah. it's like, that's what I'm laughing about. She's like, yeah, but your business is going to go under. And I was like, what happens if the firm that you're working for goes under? You know, all starts with trenching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the day, there were two, two people who owned the firm that she was doing her articles at. Um, and it was um, kind of basically it's owned by two people. And I was like, those people are not even accountants that own the, the firm, yeah. which is really funny. Um, and then, yeah, she's basically working on books for, um, for some small business. And yeah. I was like, yeah, so what is that small business? She's like, oh, no, well, they, um, they basically import products. So I was like, okay, cool. So someone's taking a risk to do that. And it was quite funny because then, um, when, but going back to the meme, obviously, <laughs> yeah. um, I looked at the meme and the other day it came and said, study for five years, um, paying off a student loan, unemployed. And it was like candidate A. And then candidate B was like, didn't study, you know, hiring candidate um, to do his books and yes. uh, figured it out from the bottom yeah and uh, yeah so basically it was just like it had like a picture and then you scrolled down and had another picture and it was the guy who didn't go to varsity and he was like sitting on the beach like this still yes. <laughs> obviously because he didn't go to varsity but he now owns a business yeah. so he like he went from sitting on a beach to opening a business to carrying on sitting on a beach yes. and then the person who went and stayed in, in school and studied and then carried on studying and worked in his office yeah he sat on the beach so it was like the way they'd done the comic drawing was quite funny yes. uh, but it was just like you'd obviously going back to the vast thing you don't even have to go to varsity to to make the living that you wanted to make yes and like that's got no disrespect to those guys that want those nine to five jobs because as you're saying like the like we've got those guys that open up the businesses taking the risk but they they need guys with the skills that they've learned throughout varsity Correct. to be able to bring up a very successful business. So yeah, like, yeah both ends of the spectrum. Exactly. Uh, you need both parties yeah. to make it. And there's risk involved on both sides. Like whether your accountant friend sees it or not, there's a lot of risk in her trying to find a job or get a job. Yes, yeah. Especially you know, when, like what I'm experiencing when I'm seeing my mates in today's today's market, in today's economy. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a point I wanted to put on there. Um, like with me, I left my the first business I started last year, May, to start a new one. Mm-hmm. And guys are like, oh no, you're starting from scratch. And it's like, but I'm not. It's like, because I've learned so much throughout the last three years of starting a business. I, I can start one up now in two months, yeah. whereas the previous one took me a year. Exactly. So there's so much, like you learning how to balance books, but I've learned how to start up something streamlined and well. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's the, kind of like its own little school. Exactly, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the school of life, basically. <laughs> yeah, the school, <laughs> school of life. And you carry, you carry on going. Like, it's, it's um, like you learn as you go, and everything you learn builds you as a person. Yes. And it's, it's, it's always what I say, like, a, a lot of the time when people go around the world or they, they, they leave to do their own thing, like, um, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. But you grow as a person so much more. And I think growing as a person like is a huge thing compared to growing like you know okay yes i've read a book i've done this but 
well read a book. <laughs> like, I understand it, but I think growing as a person and learning from those experiences that you go through, whether it is maybe going through varsity and um, experiencing the things of varsity or going through something else and experiencing, like, maybe how hard it is to move to a different country and start something up in a different country. Yeah. Um, where for a lot of people, like, I know friends, like family friends of ours, they've immigrated at, like, you know, just out of school and then they immigrate. Now that kid's finding new friends, which is difficult as itself. You know, you're not just, your family's building up a new thing. I used to, you got to find new friends. You got to like now open a business, you change currencies, like all these new things coming in. And that will grow someone as a person, I think hugely, because it's like, it's, that's a good thing because all these new things make you work harder to get what you want. Yes. And I think that's quite cool, you know? Yeah. So now going back to what you were saying, you spent a good, solid, successful year at Fasty. Throughout the year, you're doing some of the photography for fun, yeah. um, not attending Varsity too much. But, <laughs> but was it only at the end of the year that it clicked that you didn't want to go back to Varsity? Or was it halfway through? When did you decide to make that commitment and why, and why did you do that? I kind of said, like, listen, like I wasn't quite sure on what I wanted to do still at that point. I tried changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually changed across to, to Vega, um, thinking that it would be a, a better move for me. Yes. Um, took credits across, so I was able to change very easily. And then, yeah, well, carried on at Vega. Realized, and why did you want to specialize in there? I specialized in photography. At Vega? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then realized, you know, like, which was hard for me as well, because now I'd learned so much. Like, when I went to the lectures, I was like, yo, I know this. I know this. Like, yeah. And, like, that was just because I'd actually done it practically for so long. Um, yes. And what I realized there is, like, I'm learning stuff that I already know. Um, but the connections that I built, built there were really cool. And then I learned a bit more on the business side, actually going to two classes there. Okay. Um, I had a very nice lecturer called Mickey, and yeah, he was very, 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 very positive. And he pushed me on anything I wanted to do. I was like, yo, dude, I can't come to class because I actually got an opportunity to shoot something. And he's like, go for it. Okay, so, cool. like, it was quite cool in that way. And like, going from places where people don't really understand that at Fasty College, just to Vega, which is actually the same company. But people at Vega really support the, like, the freelance, um, like idea and um, they really push you to go do whatever you want to do because obviously it's a lot more alternative there. yeah like they'll so, be happy that you miss a lecture if they know you're doing some work somewhere else exactly and okay. so that was quite cool so then I like figured all that stuff out um, and then yeah suddenly just decided you know what I need to I actually went and worked a little bit full time um, for a different company and working for them was very very difficult because it was long hours it was hard work as a photographer, and, uh, doing running the media and like a couple other things for them. So like I design, I like did a bit of web developing. So okay. I did we graphic design, that. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I learned everything as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we designed websites. We did design like a little bit of uh, like adverts for the events because it's an event company. And yeah, so we did a whole lot of different things to them, which is very cool. Um, and it was fun. I got to work with a couple cool like things. Like I got to work at the Belita Pro. And yeah. like, it was really, really fun. Like I, I met some amazing artists and being there, I was like, yo, I should really shoot more events. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what made me just decide, you know what, like I need to like figure it out. And the long hours and the stressfulness, I think got a lot on me. Um, like it was just a lot of stress and a lot of long hours. Um, and then yeah, something just switched. What switched? Um, yeah, so what was the, yeah, what was the move from there? Um, one of my friends passed away. He was actually the one who taught me everything in photography. Like he he got me like the idea. I worked on projects with him, and it was 
the most amazing guy in the world. His name's Andrew Carey. Like, uh, if you've gone through Durban, there's signs that say like, um, live, live like Carey. You know? yes, live like, yeah. Sorry, live like Andy. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, his, his Instagram handle's Carry On, Andy Carry On. Um, and basically it was the biggest thing when he died, most of like Durban and a lot of people who also live in Cape Town um, actually came to one place. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of people there. For that paddle out? Uh, yeah, so they did a paddle out and they did a ceremony and it was huge. Like, I promise you, I didn't think he knew that many people. Like, so when I got there, it was even mind blowing for me. Yeah. Um, and a little while after that, like I spent some time just obviously figuring that out as well. And then like realized, you know what? Like he always told me to like get out and go travel and do something wild that I've that basically scares me. So I signed up like a while before that for a couple of jobs and then um, nothing ever came of it. I decided like just one day I woke up and I was like, yo, Andy would have wanted me to do this. Like, fuck it, let me do it. Yeah. And um, got on a plane and flew to Thailand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a lot of interesting story stuff. Um, but wow, yeah. actually, how, how did your parents take that? Um, they were actually very supportive. Um, my dad was also trying to figure out what I did actually um, while I was there because I came back after a year and he's like, cool. So what did you do? I was like, you know, I worked off Instagram took a, took a and stuff now, yeah. and I took a couple, pressed a couple buttons, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, don't understand it. Like, so what did you actually do for money? And I was like, yeah, like I made pictures and I took, oh, like I made videos and I took pictures for people for Instagram and like companies. And yeah. he was like, okay, so what was your job? And I was like, that was my job. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, for, for him, he battled to wrap his head around it. Although he supported me, he just mm-hmm. didn't understand that concept. Okay. Yeah. So you arrive in Thailand. Any job set up? Um, I did have one. Um, it was basically shooting resorts um, for bookings.com. So all their five-star resorts. Yeah. <laughs> um, all their, that was weird. Little fly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so all their, all their five-star resorts, I basically took pictures at. Um and that was really really cool so in return did you get to stay at those resorts yeah but i got paid for it so like that so they paid you to stay at their resorts and click a couple buttons correct yeah (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was a tough job bro it was a tough job <laughs> we got like six cameras set up here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite it was quite fun. So these all five star resorts only in Thailand. It it was only in Thailand. Um, so what I did basically like for the I did other work in the in the year like yeah. working. I got to work for Thailand Tourism. Um, I got to do stuff for the Instagram and like so I, I met people through the way. How how did you set up that job? Because if Mark came across that job now, I'd lose him on this podcast. <laughs> it was it was weird. They, they often actually they often have them just just going through like bookies.com send send out these things you can apply for it. They'll okay. send you an in, invitation like an invitation like a, an invitation to an interview. Okay. Um, and then you allow to go for it. You actually do a test. Like they test you on like settings for cameras and like it's like a proper test um, just to check that like you're legit obviously. And yeah. you do it. It's timed. It's multiple choice. It's online. Um, and yeah once once you've passed all the stuff you kind of they kind of say okay cool um you're coming through they don't book your flat so that's on your cost you only they oh, okay. work um so they're not like doing any of that so anyway like went, went through and they said just all they do is they send you an email on a location yeah stay away from the shit mom <laughs> <laughs> i can't stand behind the end right <laughs> i can see what you do <laughs> <laughs> jobs <laughs> 
yeah. yeah. So I went with him that. Um, and yeah, that, that freelance agree- agreement, it's called a freelance agreement with them. Okay. And it's all over the world. They have it in every country. Uh, but you're on your own in that country. They don't help you, basically. Mm. Um, I say you're on your own. Um, you get a free place to stay. So who pays you? Does the hotels pay you? No, the bookings.com pay you. Wow, that's interesting. So, but it's it's like a lot of re- real estate agents do. So um, the real estate agencies, they don't, um, they don't shoot every... Every house. Um, they basically, if they get a sole mandate, they'll send a photographer in to shoot proper videos. But if it's a sole mandate and the house is like maybe over 10, 10 million rand, they will get drone footage and this and that. Okay. But if it's just a normal house that they're listing, they're not going to waste, I think, X amounts yeah. to send a photographer then shoot it because someone else could sell it, but they've advertised it. Mm. So for, it's the same thing. It's like, which is quite handy for me because we only did five star resorts. Yeah, <laughs> so I got to stay in all the five star resorts in the whole of Thailand. Um, it took me a year. Um, I mean, that's it sounds fun, but it also sounds quite lonely. It is a lot, yeah. Like originally, when I started, I actually had a girlfriend, um, and she got to come to a couple places, okay, um, like two. And uh, after that, it's very tough because um, she's got to live her own life at the same time, you know. Yeah. So you you can't expect them to live your life because they've got to have a job and support themselves and yes. so it's quite a tough thing in that way but I mean every place I went to I tried it I was allowed to try plan a little bit myself yeah so I try to keep it like in places so I went to Phuket I did Phuket then I did Bangkok then I did like so like I try to do areas although it's a lot of flying sometimes you have to go back and forth to them yeah um, but when I did go back and forth like I made friends in all these places so it was lots of fun going here there everywhere and like you meet, meet people that live there, which was very cool. Yes. So, like, you're meeting local people, and, like, it was the most amazing thing. And then I got to do stuff for, like, a tourism board while I was while I was there. So, like, yeah. in the middle. So, then they brought in a whole lot of videographers, and we did this whole, like, nature conservation project. And that was yeah. Cool I want to ask about that, because you had that awesome photo with you and the elephant, but you said it got a bit controversial with some people. Yeah, so, like... Did they not understand exactly what was going on? Um, I, I did stuff, so that was for an elephant sanctuary, and um, yeah, because obviously this is a big problem in, in uh, Asia, and I'm sure in a, a couple other places that yeah. have elephants, um, and what people were doing was like ill-treating the elephants, but now that's the difference between, like, I know I was driving on a motorbike, and there was this place um, quite near, I think it's Bhutan, there's just an elephant on the side of the road. Like it didn't have water. It's not elephants aren't designed really to like live on the side of a road, and yeah. um, they were doing rides. And this guy has like this hook thing, so for the elephant to get down, so you can get on it, he like sticks a hook into the back of its leg, which is not like humane. It's not nice. And sure. yeah. It's quite hectic to see. But um, on the other hand, I was with the people that were actually stopping that. So I like sent out stuff so they could. We made content so they could raise money to do that, and like. That picture that I took, it went quite viral. Yes, there were some very bad comments on it, but it did the job that it was supposed to do. So it yes. was supposed to like cause awareness, but there was nothing bad about the photo. We wanted people to know about the sanctuary because why we wanted people to know about the sanctuary so they could like give money or just like a GoFundMe project. Yeah. Um, because no sanctuary can just run on, on fumes. So they yes. needed money. So what happened is it built up money and um, obviously the photo just 
like people were like you're so close to the elephant that's not cool mm. and i was literally just walking in front of the elephant it wasn't even that bad yeah um but we're like no you can't be close but like people are not touching elephants are going on rides and i wasn't even touching the elephant but you know it is what it is but i just took it down just to like stop that negative yeah uh, the negativity because i didn't like it but um it did what it was supposed to do so like yeah created awareness and people knew about it okay cool man yeah so then from there you said you spent a whole year in thailand yeah and obviously you're still building up a bit of a portfolio for yourself as well yes yeah so where does that take you next um so obviously did that and then um i did something for thailand tourism which got my instagram pretty pretty up there because they got like a good few hundred thousand followers yeah um, so that was quite cool what did they do um i just started doing like instagram takeovers and it was the thailand tourism oh, okay uh, yes. but i did it for their instagram page and i ran the instagram and then like did a whole lot of stuff there so i was like they post all of my photos and then i did instagram takeovers in hotels that i was also getting paid for yeah so like linking the two together worked sure. quite well yeah carried on and got my name a bit on the map how how often did you feel out of depth with it like it's like hey ross can you do this can you do an instagram takeover and you've never done one of those before <laughs> have you been like a lot of those like i'm out of my depth i'm gonna learn how to do this fast yeah uh very much so she i'm not that confident on the other side of the camera yeah. um so like now i had to walk around the street like doing a selfie and like talking to my phone <laughs> <laughs> i want to see these <laughs> yeah. so they, they were very very embarrassing um, yeah and basically all over instagram for a lot of people to see and a lot of people follow that page um and at that point i was like i'm gonna start vlogging too i thought it was a great idea oh yeah and made three vlogs and like as soon as i stopped doing instagram stories i was like oh, okay can't do the vlogs anymore are these so, vlogs still on your youtube account i think so no one should look at them <laughs> uh, we gotta we gotta look at them <laughs> they are uh, is it ross skywalker or ross no, i think it's just ross walker on youtube uh to be honest i haven't put anything on youtube in a very long time so yeah. So if you had to choose one, you'd pick one. Yeah, right. None. <laughs> They're like really embarrassing. Is um, it? Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, not the one. I definitely not. Uh, not love. I would say, I'll just say play the Tower Wing Park one. That's the ones that we'll be actually talking, but they are very bad. Okay. This was actually my little flat. But there's not much to it. Um, kind of all. Oh. Would you have GoPro in your mouth? Mm hmm. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, you're also going to have coffee like pre made. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's nice that they set that up for you. Yeah. yeah. And then birds and bees making noise outside. Okay, that's a nice parking lot. Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> 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 Head back, hopefully get some sick footage of them. I guess you're going to have to carry on watching to find out. Is it? Randy! Hey! Oh, when else did you see this? I don't know. Very embarrassed. I'm like sweating watching it. <laughs> I was sweating watching it. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Oh, you had a nice bike like that. I did, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So basically, I want to make one of these that soup that bark up so nicely. I actually watched one of your, you guys' uh, other podcasts, and um, I think the fly is still here from that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. There you go. Okay. 
Also im Grad. Ja. Oh, mein Gott. Jeez, fuck. Das war alles. Fly Slayer. Nee, war schon. Round 2. Na, chill. No, that's not me. I'm fitting. Uh, I wish that was me. <laughs> that guy was flipping good, bro. From Belgium. Jesus. Did he land there? Yeah. Bro, it looks like he bails, but he lands yeah. and he... Mm. And then skips forward. Mm. It's just because it's... He, he actually... It doesn't look that high, but he actually... He is really high. So, yeah. when he lands, he just like... It's the ground pretty yeah. hard, well the water. A little French dude. He couldn't speak a word of English. I don't know how really? he lost him until he's French. Couldn't speak a word of English. And they only speak Thai and English there, so he battled. That's in Thailand. Yeah, dude. Can't believe that. Yeah, that's in Bangkok, bro. What? Yeah, there's one in Bangkok for kids and I don't know where else. It's really cool. And so then what happened from Thailand? So yeah, we were speaking about you building up that portfolio. Mm. Yeah. Did you come back for a while? Um, yeah, actually, uh, I did. I came back um, for maybe like a month. Or two. No, yeah, a month. Um, yeah, I went off to went off to London um, and started shooting stuff for Carnival UK. How did you get that set up? Uh sent up a couple feelers. They found me. We chatted. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Like, didn't know what I was getting into at first. Yes. Um, a lot of fun. Got to travel a lot while doing it, which was super fun. Yeah. Uh, moved up as we as we go along. Like you go up in levels or whatever it is. And yeah, like I got to really enjoy it. Um, I mean, going from Thailand to London is like chalk and cheese. Yeah, very very different. Um, and obviously Thailand was my first time, like out of the country. But it wasn't just. I didn't live in Thailand the whole time. I obviously traveled around to other countries around um, Thailand as well. Yeah. Um, so it was obviously not my very first country after Thailand, but yo, so much fun. Um, I went to about <clears throat> 70 something countries, 70, 76 countries um, with Carnival UK. Um, 76? Yeah, and what time frame? About two years. So, no yeah. Way. Yeah, two years, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's like record breaking yeah traveling a lot um but it was lots of fun like i, I can't say like i regret any of it um, yeah. did that while i while i was doing that shooting stuff for other brands as well in these different countries and doing all this stuff so that was super fun too yeah um i got to shoot some fashion stuff i got it which was very out of my or through country. this carnival uk no so met people through it okay and then um after and before like um i was doing work with them because i came back for a holiday in between and like um while i was doing work for them i had an opportunity like once in spain i shot for a really cool brand um, so zara and that was the scariest thing i've ever done shot for zara yeah so, how like, did that get set up um i met some guy when we were like quite drunk actually and <laughs> yeah um he asked for my email address so like i was like what the hell you want my email address you weirdo um, <laughs> anyway like yeah, i ended up chatting and um he's like yeah i want you to shoot something for me so i was like okay cool and then i kind of just went wild and i said i want this 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 and he was like cool you can have it and i was like i don't actually know what i'm gonna shoot with all that stuff i just yeah. went, <laughs> I, I just like you know when you, you you don't think it's real so you try your luck and you just ask for things that are impossible yes and when he said it was possible i was like wow i've got to make something work now <laughs> where'd you meet him i met him in monte carlo okay and, fancy uh, yeah okay and, sorry and who is he who was he's he? one of the founders of zara no way yeah. Okay. And, um, really old guy. 
And um, yeah, so <laughs> you, anyway, he, you're rude to one of the founders of Zara, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wouldn't say like rude, but yeah, yeah, yeah. borderline. Um, confidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll go for confidence. Yes. And um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, shot this, this stuff, did some stuff there, did some stuff in London as well for them. Really cool. Was really out of my depth. I think I uh, shaked the entire time I had to shoot the very first shoot. Yeah. Um, so, so scared. Um, and yeah, that, that just built to one other thing, which was really exciting. Um, and got to shoot the other thing in London. Um, and yeah, that was the two things that I did for them. And it was very, very fun, but very, very frightening because I'd only ever done <clears throat> a fashion show in South Africa um, and a couple other branded uh, fashion things in South Africa. Um, and Zara. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. Like and then, uh, so yeah, it was it was quite a big thing. I was like, I'm going from oh my god, I don't really shoot fashion to well now I'm shooting like for one of the biggest brands of I know. Yeah. You know, so it's like it was very intimidating, but very, very fun. Yeah. Sure. And who like who runs the who runs the scene on those shoots? Like um, are the photographers is everyone's around the photographer, or is everyone's around the models? Like who runs the show? Yeah, I don't actually think either one of us, like the person actually calls a lot of the shots there is the art director. So obviously you have your ideas, you have like all of this, but um, on the set there's an art director. So like, I was like also thinking, I was like, I'm going to have a model, I'm going to have a makeup artist, I'm going to have this. I thought it was like maybe five people on the set. There were about 15 people on the set. Okay. So like you have, you have your art director, then you have an assistant art director, then you have me, then you have my assistant, then you have like a couple models because we worked with, I think, five models and there were three models on the other set. And um, massive studio. Um, I did location. The first one was on Rumbler Street um, okay. in Barcelona. It's actually a very, very busy street, which was quite intimidating because lots of people stop and watch. And mm. I'm like, now I'm like, oh my goodness, like, you know, freaking out of it. Yeah. But um, it's, you just got to kind of go with it. Uh, there's lots of people there. They have um, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, and like the art director will be like, yo, don't like that in the background. Please move it out. And I'll be like, yo, but I liked it. But, you know, like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, he called the shots. Yes. Um, I was, I was allowed to, obviously you have pull and you have like you, the stuff you're allowed to do, but he's like the main, the main shot. Okay. Yeah. And which other, have you shot for any celebrities? Um, yeah, I did I get a shot Mac Miller. Um, I've shot some How was that? Mac Miller was fun. That was at Rocking the Daisies. That was really fun. Yeah? What, um, all like backstage stuff? Um, yeah, so obviously him on the stage. Um, and not, I wouldn't really say backstage stuff, but um, okay. yeah, more, more stuff from performing. Okay, cool. Sure, man. Did you get to meet him, or was it all just? No, nah, I got to meet him. That was really, really fun. Um, he's he's a very like he's a normal guy. Like yeah. all these people that you do meet, like they are normal guys. At the end of the day, um, they famous. They just got a name on them. But yeah, so he's the exact same like behind the camera than he is. Yeah, he's phone. very chilled. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that he's too different. But I have met some people who are like I met Marco Pierre White, um, who's one of the chefs for. MasterChef, okay. and he, he was like on which, the camera. Which one is he? The fat one or the bald one or the other one? Oh, uh, but I thought no, no, no. He's MasterChef UK. Oh, okay. No, the, the okay, I just thought Australia is like MasterChef. No, no, yeah. no. Um, and yeah, he was he was really like nice in the beginning, the first time I met him, and then like I don't know, he was just like a dick. The second <laughs> time I was like, oh, dude, I know like I'm nobody, but like yeah, just be a dick to me, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he was just like a bit of a, a dick. So like, uh, obviously some people must get to their head a little bit. Yeah. Um, some guys also just have their days. This is true. Yeah. But he had his day every day. Okay. Um, yeah. So it just wasn't, wasn't on his day every day, I think. Um, 
I think it was nice to me the first time I met him and that was about it. Sure. Um, but I did actually recently, which was really fun, I got to work with Black Coffee and Goldfish. Goldfish obviously not being so big, but Black Coffee being really big. Yes. And that was a lot of fun. That guy's an absolute legend. Really? Like, yeah, very down to earth. Like, I think he's more chilled, like, behind the scenes than he actually is, like, obviously as the, the public scene. Yeah. Biggest heart you've ever met. Like, no he way. just, he wanted to help, he helped, like, he basically says, everyone obviously tries to make it and then leave South Africa. He wants people to make it for South Africa. And he's like, obviously, that's like, then he starts to go into depth about our economy and stuff. But, like, when it, this was, uh, he spoke to someone um, overseas. And then when he was, like, telling me the story, he was like, we all try so hard to make it overseas, but no one's making it here. He's like, we should just push hard to make it where we from. And yeah. um, he says that's why he makes such soulful music because it's from where his roots. And he's like, if some people don't like my roots and what what I like to make, I'm not gonna make the music. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's it. Takes a lot of like balls and backing to do that. Like you really gotta back yourself because he makes what he wants to make and not no one else. Like yeah, you either like it or you don't. You know, and that was super cool. Wow, that's really awesome. Yeah, he, that was really cool to see. And. If I'm not mistaken, I remember you telling me you you shot for Nicki Minaj. Yeah. And that was as painful as you can expect it to be. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, That was was quite something. Where was that? That was, we did some stuff in London. um, And it was very difficult. Um, She is the rudest person I think I've ever met in my life. No ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, yes ways. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. So basically, like artists have this thing called a tech writer. And um, they bring it to, like, they send it to the, the company hiring it. Um, and it says, like, what they have to have on there. Like, I think for DJs, like, on the DJ desk, and, like, people ask for, like, waters, like, artists and some sushi and food. Like, they basically tell you it's what they got to have when they perform or something. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really funny because... Um, she got a water, but it wasn't in a pink bottle, so she threw a tantrum, a very big tantrum. But I don't. I walked in like kind of after it, like okay, like, while it was happening. But so you didn't do one of these? Um, no, no, no. Well, I didn't really know what I was walking into. I wish I had done one of those. Mm. But you know, you you kind of see something on the floor, so you think someone's dropped it. And I picked it up, and she looked at me. She said, "What do you think you're doing?" So I was like, "Sorry, sorry, I'm just yeah, we like wanted to give it to her, like no, you know." And she was like, "No, no, 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 like put it back down." So I was like, okay, put it back down. But she's like, it's not a pink bottle. So I was like, oh, okay. Uh, how dare they? Mm, how dare they? How dare they? <laughs> it has yeah. to be pink. <laughs> so yeah, she wanted a pink bottle. So that was quite, quite something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like yeah. I, I read and um, what book was it? I think a book called The Lean Startup. And okay. the guy speaks about... Uh, it was one of the bands, I think it was Van Halen, mm-hmm. and how, you've probably heard this story, how backstage they won a bowl of M&Ms, but there must be no, um, no, 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 no brown ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was actually very interesting about why they did that, is because they had a checklist, and because they were doing so many concerts within such a short space of time, there was so much movement from place to place and you're looking with some really heavy gear and if something's not screwed on properly, it's either landing on the crowd, landing on the band or the, the floor's going to cave in. There's just a lot of stuff on the line. So they had yeah. this massive checklist and I was like, 
500 different things that they had to do. Yeah. And like number 376 is a bowl of M&Ms. Then number like 422 is remove brown M&Ms from uh, the M&M bowl. What? So that way, it was almost their way to check if the guys did every single thing on the list. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that actually does because if they don't go through every... That's so sick. Yeah. Because like, often you think, like, so a lot of people, like, they do these tech writers and um, they ask for a lot. Like, I remember I was working for the, the event company. Sorry, is it tech writers? Like, tech writer. As far as I know, it's tech writer, maybe. I'm wrong. Can we check on that one? It's a writer. Is it? It's like we are. It's like, like we're writer. in a green room. It's like a writer. Yeah. Okay. Tech writer. Oh, that was Maybe I'm dreaming. How do you even begin Te- to Google? Just say artist, just type, maybe type an artist tech writer. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's not. So, so dude. Oh, yeah. That's I don't think it's that. <laughs> that's not right at all. Try artist tech writer, I think. I think it could be that. Like that. Tech, 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 tech. Yeah, T-I-C-H. Because it's their technical, like, stuff. So, like, for yeah. a DJ, it's like, I don't know, writer, right? like uh, something 500, you know, if whatever they DJ. Try tech rider. Yeah, like rider. Try a rider, like a rider bike. Oh, yeah. rider. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's just right. Artist technical rider is the name given to the technical information that the artist needs to be provided. Boom! Oh, rider! Rider, yeah. Rider, yeah. Rider, yeah. So there you go, yeah, so it's the, the stuff that they do, but on there's also like, they get alcohol, they get this, they get that. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember I was working and it was, um, it was either Nasty C or AKA, I can't remember, um, but this was at the Bolito Pro, and they asked for the most ridiculous things. They asked for like all these extravagant like sushi orders, and I was like, wow, okay, that's, that's quite something to ask for. Yes. It was sushi, it was tequilas, um, vodkas but like obviously the most premium that's like made mm. and but like just ridiculous amounts of it and he was bringing three friends so like you know the posse whatever and um, I was just like oh that's a lot you know like but they did they drank it all and um, the thing is I think when you become like such a big artist like that you can ask for those things yeah but I was very surprised on how much they asked I was like yo okay but they are very big artists they cost a lot of money so. How much do you read um, Rockin' the Daisies paid someone like Mac Miller to come and headline? Oh my goodness. Do you know the kind of numbers? I don't. I can't tell you the kind of numbers. Okay. I'd, I'd be guessing, but I, I definitely think like three digits. You know, like well, yeah. or six digits, not three digits. <laughs> um, like 300,000 more, you know. Uh, <laughs> just for those that are listening to the podcast version, uh, Mark just pulled up Kim Kardashian, also the man. What? It's Mr. Kimberly. Oh, I'm sorry. So yeah. that's what Kanye West. Kanye West. Okay, Kanye West also demanded that his dressing room carpet was ironed by an assistant because it was too bumpy. <laughs> I understand what, he's, what he means. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. No. Which one? Uh, Mariah Carey uh, insisted that she is supplied with bottles of vitamin water to bathe her dogs. <laughs> what? As well as, as oh. well as an attendant to dispose of her used to encounter. 
<laughs> that, I mean, oh, I guess, like, I mean, if you're bored on the road, you could start doing some funny things. I mean, you're going to look like an asshole. And I give yeah. Van Halen look like, they, those guys look like a bunch of pricks because <laughs> of what they're demanding. I understand what those guys are coming from, but maybe they got a bit of a giggle out of it. Yeah. Wow. This, these are some, like, crazy things. Like, I've never had iron your carpet. Yeah. That's class. Oh, my goodness. Pull the so what happened, uh, what happened after London um, for you? How long were you there for? Uh, sure. Back, obviously, back and forth traveling and everything yeah. like that. So not not too long, two years probably in the realm of the whole traveling and doing stuff with them. So you might, you must have like by now like mastered the art of being alone. Yeah. So um, in the beginning, like I think the biggest thing for me was like finding myself, um, because I was very all over the place when I was here. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, what exactly where I was going, um, <clears throat> and I did a actually a really big trip on a motorbike like and I drove for like a long time on a motorbike just driving around to Thailand through like did Cambodia, Laos, you know, um, and all of that came down um, Myanmar, um, Vietnam as well. Yeah. So in that whole thing like a lot of time like I was some days I was on a bike like 350k's, 400k's a day. No um, way. So like you're basically like pinning it, you know. We're also in Thailand. Yourself. Like, so the, the chance of getting in an accident, <laughs> driving like farmers to the shops is like 60%, driving 400Ks. You must have had some close encounters though. Um, yeah. Also depends really. the area, I mean, if you're riding in the country. I did um, go through a lot of country, but obviously we went through like Bangkok a lot. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, you have your close counts where you're like, yo. But, yeah. Um, it's not, it's not that bad. Um, yeah, so as you're saying, going back to... Yeah, I just spent a lot of time alone, and I was like, like if you ask my mom how I was when I was a kid, she's like, I couldn't spend five minutes alone. Like, yeah. I, like I would literally, when I was like really, really small, I'd if I woke up, I would just go sit and stare at my mom like until she woke up, you know, because I didn't like being alone. And um, was it the same in high school? Were you an extrovert in high school? Um, yeah, I definitely liked. I definitely liked. Uh, yeah, you drew energy from people. And, yeah, you could say that. Um, and then yeah, so basically went on to it, and um, when I when I was like more by myself, I spent time in a monastery, uh, just, okay. just like a week, trying to like last, and it was, it was really cool. I learned a lot there, like talking about meditate sort of thing. And um, what I can say is spending more. I actually read a book. I read a book read in the monastery. No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> no, no, like no. that. Yeah, too late. That's. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I read a book and I, I do not read books. Okay. So like, yeah, no, I can tell by the look on your face. You're very, you're very proud. I was very proud of myself. Like I told my mom, my phone. And I was like, "Yo, mom, I read a whole book," and she was like, "Wow." Well yeah, welcome to the real world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, most people can do that. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it wasn't a picture book, so that was quite impressive. Um, so, so yeah, what we did. It's all that time alone, like, I learned just to appreciate moments in life and, um, like, the things around you as well as the people around you when they are around you. Yeah. Like sometimes you don't always have people around you and you've got to understand that. Um, but as long as you're happy with yourself, you'll be able to enjoy that moment for what it is. Mm. Um, like, a lot of things, like, I just hiked up, like, this... I couldn't really... Defer, I, can't, I can't really figure out how you tell the difference between a hill or a mountain, you know? Like, mm. I don't know what exchanges the, the value of it, you know? Yeah. So what's the difference between a hill and a mountain? Who knows? But Good whichever one, one Good it one. was. <laughs> don't worry, Mark's on it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's Google it there, Mark. Yeah. Uh, so 
Yeah, I just eat it, whatever it was. It was a hell of a mountain. Walked hard, did this thing. It was bad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Went up it. Um, well, that doesn't fucking help. <laughs> <laughs> There's no official difference between hills and mountains. Wow. Hills are easier to climb than mountains. Okay, was well, it okay. easy to climb? They're it's less steep and not as high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Thanks for that. Um, it, it, it was pretty tiring. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'm just unfit. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it wasn't like huge, but like it was quite, I was tired. Okay. Yes. Um, and it was the most amazing view from the top. Incredible. And I stood up there and I was like, yo, there's no one around me. Um, like, I can't really like put this on Instagram and be like, yo, dude, check like, where I'm at. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing there. And I really, when I was up there, I was just like, yo, like, I just sat there, appreciated the view. And I was like, look what I've been fortunate to see. Not many people get to, to start with travel like this, to, to see the things that people get to see. Like, I was, I was privileged. I'm yeah. lucky. So I was just looked and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and I'll take it in. And I just sat by myself and really, like, took in the view and just said, this is incredible. And like, it was moments like these, obviously this was not one that was like just an epiphany. Yeah. Um, it was like lots of moments like this just made me realize how lucky we are in our lives. And we must really appreciate like the things that we, we do and we've, we've done. Yes. Like I remember getting told by someone, it's like, I might get a little bit wrong on how they said it, but if you live in the past, um, you're going to live in like a state of depression. But if you live in the future, you're going to live in like a state of anxiety because you don't know what's going to happen. But if you live in the moment and this, this moment for what it is now, you'll truly be able to enjoy it and make the, the best out of it. Yeah. And it's like, it's, like it's quite like simple, but uh, for me, I really try, like obviously you can never really just live in like the pure moment because you've got to like have goals and plan, and, mm. you know, like you've got to plan a little bit, but I like being spontaneous and really just trying to live in the moments like, no one can do it perfectly, but as long as you try your best to do it, I think that is incredible. And yes. um, that's, that's kind of the mindset that I just picked up after a while and try to do that. And it's just like, okay, this is, and it helped me obviously being alone traveling a lot. And um, obviously meet people are along the way, but it is a lot of alone time, yeah. So would you call yourself an introvert now? Um, definitely not, because I still mm. like being with people and doing things, but I have my times where I just like to be alone too. Yeah. So I think everything is just balancing the two between each other, you know. So like you need time alone to to just you know maybe reflect a bit or look at yourself and just say you know like these are things I need to improve on myself because you've always got a place to improve and learn things and um, maybe this is what I need to do better and um, then you can also have that human connection so you can grow and experience other people because everyone's different in their own way. Yeah. So it just I think it just depends. Okay, well, on, on quite like a, a similar note, you, like your, your profile is basically through photography. Like, so I'm going to try, I'm going to get this a bit wrong, but Instagram is almost something that should reflect your portfolio at yeah. times. And while a lot of photographers, especially, and rightfully so, try to push as many followers as they can through the likes of their Facebooks, then their Instagrams. Yeah. I couldn't believe the kind of stuff you were working on when I saw you only had which relatively small 10,000 followers. Yeah. So where did that come, like, why don't you focus on that as much as other guys in the industry do? Because I know if you wanted to, you could be yeah. a lot higher. Um, I think 
you know what? When I was in Thailand, I got I got through this stage of like where I was like, you know, everyone wants to live the life that like the influencer life. Yeah, no, we saw your vlogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying it out. Yeah, exactly. So everyone everyone wants to try live this this influential mm-hmm. life, and you know, like like quit the nine to five. You know, like work two hours a day, which is a lot because you quit the nine to five and you work twenty four hours a day. You yeah. know, especially with influencers. That's why like this whole mental health thing at the moment is so big. Because what people don't understand, especially with bloggers, you know, I gave up, gave up after three vlogs, um, because you've got to be happy every single minute. And people have bad days, but you know, you can't have a bad day if you've got to vlog to your your followers every single day. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> no one wants to listen to a depressed person talking. So like, I did become very, very like um, mm. absorbed into Instagram. Trying to like think of how to say it. Um, so those moments where you would get to a beach and you're like, this is a cool beach with your friends. Hold on guys. Let me just uh, put yeah. out a couple Instagram yeah, stories. Yeah. Everyone needs to see this. Yeah. Put it like video it. And then the thing is, it's not once you video it, then when you're posting it, you got to make it look good, you know, like tag the location, geotag it, you know, tag all the people that are there, mm. you know, like, you know, put a little emoji on it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, see? <laughs> um, so yeah, you got to do all those things. And, um, you become so absorbed in it. You miss the moments that are actually there. And like, it was very tough for me because obviously being like a photographer and a videographer, you want to like capture every moment. And you're like, yo, I want to get that on video. I want to show the world this. And like, that's all you want to do is like make this amazing content. But you've also got to find that balance and say, listen, like these are incredible, but I need to just like enjoy the moments. Yeah. So it was taking that um, and saying, these moments are cool, like, but I'm going to now stop using Instagram a little bit and just like really appreciate these things. So like I slowly put less Instagram stories up and what I do now is like, I'm not saying I don't use Instagram. I definitely do. Yes. Um, and I use it, but now what I do is I try like video stuff and then I'll post it a bit later that day, like maybe a couple hours when I'm sitting and not actually physically sitting with people. And then I'm going to sit on my phone like this and just not talk to anyone for like 10 minutes while I, do it but every every story is not 10 minutes you know yeah so i try to do that and still be with people and like enjoy the moment for what it actually is you know instead of sitting on my phone trying to post an instagram story yeah and like i just show off like what i like to show off instead of like because i find a lot of the time with people who start to make this a career mm-hmm. um whether it's videography photography or whatever this is like people do two things so they go and they they put their their client works like up here and then their personal works down here. And then like when you're not making money, it's the other way around. Your personal works like up here. And like you, the reason you're doing it is for fun and you're loving life. Yeah. And it's really up here. And then like your client works down here because you're not really focusing on it. And like, yes, you can have those two extremes. But now like I got at one point in, in Thailand where I really balanced those perfectly out. So I was still creating fun content like just for me, you know, just for my Instagram or just for fun. Yeah. Like just going out with the boys and maybe videoing us surfing, you know, then going like and videoing like a little hike, like, you know, not making everything perfect, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of a wobble, a little bit of this, you know, like just really enjoying it. Yes. And I got my client work up to them. I had that thing perfectly balanced. And that's the biggest struggle, obviously, like I, I'm still continuing to do because like it's really hard to find that balance. Yeah. Um, because like now that you're doing it as a living, Every time you pick up your camera, it's your job. So exactly. it's not like a weekend thing that I'm going to pick up a camera and go to my friends for a hike. It's now I'm picking my camera and that's like Monday to Sunday. Yeah. Now work. And 
do you find that you still have those moments that you a picture perfect moment that you prefer to completely be in consciously as opposed to going ahead and taking a photo like all those 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 living in the moment kind of situations correct do you still yeah. find that you balance that well i would say there's could, ups and downs yeah um, i definitely get the moments like don't get me wrong i love like videoing stuff i think what i've tried to do now is maybe like not make things perfect you know like because i like things to be perfect but at yeah. the end of the day what is perfect it's it's to everyone's like you know your perfect might be different to my perfect so what is perfect so like mm. i started thinking about like it doesn't have to be like i'm just going to do the best i can in that moment and um like so if i'm going to hike with my friends maybe i'll just take a little video on my phone just to remember it you yeah. know like but like i don't have to be perfect but like sometimes like i said i don't mm. um, but I, I try every now and then do um, just because I like try find the balance and sometimes I go a little bit this way sometimes I go a little bit this way um, it's just to kind of like figure it out yeah as we go it's tough like it's a continuous battle inside like you look <laughs> <laughs> one thing that you yeah, we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago before I asked to I should come on the podcast was I said in every successful person whether that be a success in a business or um success well i'm kind of talking about from a business perspective yeah there's that moment of no return that guys have to decide on and you kind of related those to your tattoos yeah and i prefer to hear that from you if you can just tell me more about that yeah so like obviously like i started getting tattoos all over the world and stuff that meant stuff to me yeah so like yeah and then obviously all, all over like, obviously all my tattoos are, are, are like meaningful and um I kind of like got to that one point where I decided and said, yo, like, okay, if I get a real job, I kind of have like tattoos on my hand and over here. And like, kind of the one day I was just like, you know what, like, fuck it, I'm going to put a tattoo on my hand. And then I knew like at that point, like I couldn't really go back. Yeah. So I was like, now that I got more tattoos here, like I can't really work an office job. Well, I mean, like the world is changing. So maybe one day I could, but whatever, because it's not really me. Yes. Um, so like, I don't know. It was kind of just like, I just started getting more tattoos and I knew I couldn't go back after that. So can, can like you that. speak me through the one on your left hand here? So for those that are listening, it's uh, just below his left thumb. Yeah, so it's um, it's just a tattoo that says breathe. Um, and I think it's just like, you just Did need you to get that at the monastery? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I've never got a tattoo in a monastery. Okay. I know they do do those tattoos actually that day. But yes. funny enough, I know we're changing the subject a little bit here, but... You don't choose. Change the <laughs> you don't yeah. choose those tattoos. Did you know? No, that? I didn't know that. Yeah, like so, I was trying to find out more about it. It's to start with. It's you don't pay for it, um, so it's not like it's not like wow. costs you money. So, and I've always seen them on like guys' backs. Yeah, the top, isn't it? is that because they, they do they choose to put it there or do they, they choose guys... the spot? So you don't get to choose the spot, the tattoo, or anything. So like obviously you can go to a normal tattoo artist and get maybe like a tr- traditional tattoo. Yes, um, but excuse me, what this is, is they choose the space on your body, then they choose, um, like, what you're getting. And each, obviously, they all got meanings. So I think it's something relative sure. to, Have like, you got to one? you. No, I don't. So, uh, they, they scare you? I don't know. It's just, like, it was a bit intimidating because I was like, yo, what happens if I get something I don't yeah. like? Well, you, know, you get, like, a joke and it's, like, <laughs> like a tight dick. But I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't Mark, sure. Could you, could you actually Google this afterwards? A YouTube yeah. video of... The guys doing tight tattoos it looks so painful yeah well, I've, I've got i've got bamboo tattoos 
Um, okay. Like a lot of the, like this one was, this was Ty, um, it was the hand poked. Um, oh, that second one. This, is it? This, this. Oh, that one, yeah, you're that right. One, yeah. yeah. So they whack it into you like that. Like there's no machine, no nothing. Yeah, but it's, it's actually, it's not that painful. Like I know, because if you think it's about yours. Yeah, this one, yeah. A lot of mine, so this is done hand poked. The one in the back of my legs done hand poked. This, uh, can you do one of these for us? No, no. That was hand poked. Yeah. No way. Yeah. So three and a half hours. Um. So yeah, it's it's not as bad. Yeah. So now this is more traditional. I don't get the, like water <sighs> splashed on me and stuff like that. I think this must be a traditional guy. Yeah. I literally just like what I went to was like a normal tattoo artist. She doesn't do that. <laughs> How's that? Eh? It just takes longer. But you know what's crazy about it? He was the very next day. No so, way. Yeah, it's not like three ways. The next day you can go for a surf. Not that you can surf in Thailand, but. Yeah, Yeah. So. Angelina Jolie has a tie too. Yeah, so these all have a. Um, sure, thanks. Man. A meaning to them. Um, like that tiger will have a meaning to it. Okay. Um, and then, like, there's books that you can read the meanings to them. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure if you Google it, you can too. Uh, but yeah, they, they choose where they put it, what you get, and it's. So okay. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be like, yeah, the guy's like, yo, dude, you need one on your forehead. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so going back to why you decided to get breathe. Yeah. So it's just like, obviously I think like you need to just like relax and like really just, um, think sometimes that you just need to take a breath. Yeah. As a reminder. Like, sit on. back and you know, like everything will be okay. Like what's meant to be will happen. You know, like nothing's set in stone. Your life is not meant to be a particular way. Did you have that when you did your Zara shit? No. Okay, well, you, I think you, should, you probably got it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, like, I need a room to breathe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. Actually, I, this is uh, still quite newish. Okay, and then you got the other one on your index finger, on your yeah, right index finger. It's kind of rubbed off, yeah. No, this one's rubbed off, yeah. No way. Yeah. It's now. From what? What, what rubbing is that? Um, so, actually, um, there's a little line. Okay, here. I should have asked that on the podcast. No, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so it's, it's actually like if you can see the skin pigmentation changes here. You've got lots of little lines, yeah, and here it starts to go smooth. Um, so if you look very carefully in your hand, yes, yeah. Um, so if you look there, this is what the tattoo artist told me. Okay. So like this part of your skin like peels quite easily because um, like obviously you know you, like if you had to do a tattoo here, you would lose it quite quickly. Yeah. So he tattooed here and was he said, sore? Mm. Okay. So when he tattooed it here, he said, if it, this, t so for instance, if I tattooed something here, it would have been gone. If I tattooed it here, it will stay. So that's why this one is literally just above that line. Wow. And it stayed. That makes sense. I understand that. Yeah. So okay. he tattooed this and about within three months and it just worn off. Like it just went. So we're back to me. Like, what's this? Like, what's this bullshit? Mm, okay. He's like, I told you it wouldn't. I just kind of said, well, go for uh, it. Oh, so he said before it even happened. He's like, they will like wear off quite quickly. And I was like, well, wow. let's try it. Okay, know? cool. So if I want to like test the tattoo, I yeah, should get one here it. for a while. But don't go too far up because look, I still got like a partial E. It oh, looks okay. like it says kind of eight, ATE. It said create, but now it's just ATE. Yeah, so see. it said create, which Mark, how cool is it? You should get one of these because <laughs> it's because it's the finger he uses to click the camera. Yeah, so he's creating. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That was an idea, but no, it's just really I cool. thought that I actually thought that you might be left-handed. That's why you had the breeze on the other hand, like because you got it so off an eye. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take a photo. I'm like, no, yeah. the settings are wrong. You did just take a seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, you know, I've actually seen someone with focus written over here. I got it up here, but like I actually saw someone because I had okay. a tattoo after I got it, and someone actually has it over here. And like I don't know if it was just me assuming. Yes, um, but. If you're photography, you focus on the, like, the thumb. No so way. So I thought yeah. that would be quite cool because focus and capture, yeah. but then it would be copying someone. So. Yeah. And I just, out of all the tattoos, I just want to know this one here. This one here? Yeah. Oh, it was. I just like can you just try to show that towards the camera, but it's kind of an awkward little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so it's kind of like like a little stay away to your mind because your mind can be whatever it is and like you just got to like think about things that are out of this world. Yeah. And uh, so it's just like a little stairway to my mind. Okay, that's yeah. cool. That makes that makes more sense now. Yeah. So like something like that. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, just it, I I really dig it. So the one day I actually want to get another one, but it's uh it's like a hole like a, that looks like three dimensional. So obviously like you can see it going in, and okay. the bottom so of the hole is like, black. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, the tattoo's black. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So and it's a little ladder that goes in. So like. My idea of the meaning behind the tattoo is like you will never really know anyone until you like you know you know that saying like be in someone's shoes yeah I don't really want to get a shoe tattooed on me so you so like, someone to like a little ladder like can represent like you've got to actually be in that person's situation to like understand it yeah um so like get a little deeper with a little ladder climbing it's, okay yeah. that was the uh, idea but obviously I haven't got it yet sure nah no, I haven't got any tattoos the reason being is it's gonna start off with something small like create <laughs> and then. It's just gonna be like full sleeve. I'm not, I'm not gonna get. I can't get little dots. Little I gotta dots, get. Yeah. I gotta get the whole thing done. Like I watched Prison Break, and I was like, huh, like maybe. Like, like I could do that. Yeah, I could yeah. be like from head to toe. Yeah. Like you know. <laughs> I said to my mom, like, cause my mom's so against tattoos. I was like, when you pass away, may I get a tattoo to remember? Like, so I can remember you. Yeah. And she goes, don't disrespect me with a tattoo. She's like, <laughs> like, it bothers me that you needed a tattoo to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I've already thought about it if I decided to get tattoos. Yeah. I'd get one sleeve okay. being my current family and not their faces or anything, yeah. but things that represent them. So like my sister, the same between her and like whale tails. So I'd get like a whale tail and it all blend in. Yeah. And then this one, so this is the family I have and this is the family I create. So okay. it's like like kids, grandkids, cousins. Yeah, so two sleeves, like, not even one. No? <laughs> yeah. You're going all the way. Yeah. Is this podcast better pay well? I'll never get one of Mark. I'll get like a what do I get from Mark? That's gonna be my face, but you gotta get it on your back. Like Steve Okay. Oh <laughs> 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 okay. god. I'll put, I'll put your face on my bum because you're an asshole. I was going to say it right there. Well, I guess that's a bit better. Oh, goodness. This is interesting. No, but we deal. Sorry, you just reminded me. We've got a deal that if any of one of our videos reaches a million views, we get uh, Word Word Speak or WWS tattooed on our bums. You yeah. did agree to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got like a logo for words would speak, which is my face looking up. And when I said it initially to him, he thought I was talking about the logo. Uh-huh. So he's like, it's like, I, I don't really want you looking like, I don't really want a photo of you looking like this on my bum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. That actually reminds me like 
when I was obviously you when I was in Thailand, when I was getting this tattoo, I saw some guy, like there were two guys that came in and um so one guy got game over written on his eyes. And like No his eyes. Well his eyelids. Eyelids, sorry, yeah. sorry, your eyes would be a bit messed up. But you can yeah. Really, yeah. So. yeah. And I, I've been che- checking now and then girls singing on the inside of yes. their lips. That must be sore. But yeah. that also fades, yeah. I think. Yeah, it? yeah, it also fades. Oh, is that why they're all getting it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's always bite me. No ways. Eye tattoos. Oh, my eyes, like, that's sore just thinking about that. Can you imagine how sore that must be? Oh, did you get one on the left? The purple Ooh. one? <laughs> no, no, man. Oh. No, that looks like a disease. Bro, please, YouTube a version. Uh, because. No, 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 YouTube. I'm saying YouTube because those guys, it looks fake off this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be Photoshop. Our yeah. tattoo removal. How's that? No shit. God, they no, yeah, that, that third one, the third one. Abel's tattoo. Ah. Uh, oh, what? He's got no whites in his eyes. Okay, so that for those listening to the audio version, he's tattooed the white section of his eyes. So it looks a bit like a, no offense, demon. That is scary. Uh, He's also got eyelid tattoos there. No ways. It's weird. Like I looked at that and I forgot. About, I didn't see all the tattoos on his face. I just kind of saw the ones in his eyes. John Nobody. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's for real. No ways. Bro. Yeah. Oh, but are his eyes closed then? No. No, his eyes are open. Bro, that's the marks on his eyes. Oh my word. And he's got a kid on his head. Your best tattoos just do not come out. Well, I mean, like tattoos on people's faces just never. Yeah. I don't think they ever. Would there be any tattoo that if you had the option to remove, you'd remove? Mm, No, not at this point. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Probably not. Is it becoming a lot easier to remove tattoos? Yeah. Yeah, it is. I actually met this guy who had a tattoo on his neck. Um, and he said he was in the, it was very faded. And I was like, yo, bro, why did it fade so much? Because obviously thinking, you know, like this fade, it's fade. Yeah. So I was like, yo, okay. Like, and then he was, he said, no, I'm in the process of removing it. It wasn't, it wasn't big. Um, but he said it's very sore. Sure. I yeah. think, I think they do like, lasers yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's laser mm-hmm. removed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very, it's very, very easy to, to remove them actually. Yo, there's actually places. Yeah. Is it sore? Tattooing or removing? I've never removing. Removed. I've never removed it. No, but like when you spoke to that guy, he said oh, yeah, it was sore. Yeah, he said it was sore, yeah. But I mean, some people also say tattoos are sore, and I, I like. Depends I on the area, area, that's what I've been told. Mm. The one yeah. on your ribs? That was sore. That was okay. My first, first one, yeah. first one, the only one I ever got, I got that was like, right? Boom. Yeah. So my first one was on my ribs, and I absolutely died. Like, I thought I was going to. I was like, <laughs> did you have to take breaks? Like, no, because it was really small. It was just like, okay. like a little up. And it was just Which, like, what is it? The wave? It's an A and then two waves, yeah. So my A is for my sister. Okay. Yeah, but I like looked at it and I was like, yo, it was really painful. And I was sitting there going, can't breathe, can't breathe. Like, because, no. so the, the thing for me is you can feel it vibrates in your ribs, which made it feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, what I didn't think about then afterwards, now it's like going forward in time a lot. Um, the guy who got tattooed on his, his eyelids, couldn't he feel that thing like, on his eye. Like, like you in can your eyeball, how do you not fuck your I eye? I wonder if he just like pulls the eyelid like this and holds it. No, he closed his eye, I watched it happen. You watched it happen? I got a video of it, yeah. 
How Did late at night was this? Uh, it was actually choice. the middle of the day. Yeah. Okay, let me rephrase the question. How many beers did he have before he decided? <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you that, but what I could tell you is he was tattooed from head to toe. Okay. So like his face was tattooed like the other guy that we just saw over here. Yeah, sure. it's pretty, pretty fucked up. Yeah, actually, when I was training in Thailand, one of the guys I stayed with, like, we keep getting inked. So mm. like in the two weeks I was there, he got like four different tattoos. And the tattoo parlor actually offered, it's a tattoo parlor, right? Yeah. They offered him a job. What? But like one of the top uh, tattoo parlors in Phuket. Yeah. Um, because he was bringing so much uh, guys his way. <laughs> Bro, he is, I've been watching videos of him. He's so tattooed up now. He's come up, he shaved his head. He's come up on top of his head here. What? And I was like, cool, it's done. He's done every part of his body except his face. He doesn't want to do his face, which I'm glad about. Yeah. But he just did his hands. Yeah. His hands. Do you know how sore that must have been? I've seen this side of the hand. Yeah. I've never seen too. like this. That, yeah. It was fade also super fast. Yeah, because you're using it as well. Yeah. Was this sore? No, this wasn't sore. Was yeah, but I think as, the moment you turn no, really? it to this side. No, it wasn't bad. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying it like it was sore, but yeah. it wasn't. I'm just going over painful. the knuckle and that's just mm. like. Wasn't too bad, eh? I also keep in mind it's really small, so like maybe uh, if I was doing it was just a word, so mm-hmm. maybe if I was doing like coloring in or something yes. like that, it would have been painful. Do you guys still feel that tattoos are as much as a hop and a trend as it was a couple of years ago? Because I don't really hear about many guys getting tattoos. I don't even know. I much. definitely think it's more. Yeah, I definitely think it's more. Okay, um, I, actually, no, I think it's because I have less friends. So I don't really know about <laughs> 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 You're not You know what I think it is? It's the thing is, back in the day, it was we heard about it more. Yeah. Um, just due to the fact because it was such a a new thing and it wasn't like so accepted. Mm. So like it was like, oh my word, he's getting a tattoo. Whereas, um, like now it's more like, oh, someone's just getting a tattoo. Like it's not really spoken. Yes. You kind of come home. Like I remember, so my my first tattoo, uh, my dad said prior to the tattoo. Because I said to him, I like, wanted to get one and all this stuff. And he said, if you ever get a tattoo, like, you're not coming home. So, so like, have you been yeah. home? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, yeah. So he said to me, like, you, you're not going to come home. And so I was like, because originally he was like, you can't get one. So I was like, what? And then I asked him, what happens if I just get it? He's like, well, you won't be coming home. So mm. I was like, okay, cool. So basically he said he's going to kick me out the house. Got this one. Was so scared. Wore a t-shirt for a week. Didn't tell anyone. Then I was like, okay, dad. And he's like, saw my face in the way I spoke. He's like, do I need to sit down? I was like, yeah. And then he was like, what? So like, um, I might have got a tattoo. And he's like, quiet. Didn't say anything for about like, for me, it probably felt like five minutes. But Jeez, that must be seconds. And he was like, you said might. So either you got a tattoo or you didn't. What is it? So like, I got one. And I just lifted my shirt and showed him. He's like, didn't say anything. I was like, then told him the reason. And he was like, oh, okay, it's all right. Yeah, I don't mind it. And I was like, yes, I can still live yeah. here. <laughs> uh, which was quite cool. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, as I traveled more, and it was like, yes. self-sufficient kind of thing. Um, I just got more and didn't really have anything to say. Sure. He's just like, oh, I've got another one. <laughs> Do you know why tattoos actually came into existence? This is, can I tell you what I heard? Yeah. So I heard that it was almost like Viking days. And they would put tattoos on guys so that when they would have like those battles just off land, 
yeah. and the bodies would wash up. They could identify them by the tattoos. What? Yeah. Actually, I think. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Mark's here because he's actually, zero I think bullshit. Actually, I learned something about this, like that. That is to identify people in, in war and stuff. Okay, yeah. So they're kind of saying it starts like South American. I remember um, when we were in school editing that with someone. Did you see when the one South African no one one of the refs ref the South Africa versus England game and he made a super bad call in the last like minute that caused South Africa to lose the game. And someone went and edited his uh the referee's wiki page. Yeah. And uh, like just perfectly put in go like somewhere in the middle because and in South Africa he's referred to as the boos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Have we got anything there? Um, to make me sound a little right, could you type in Vikings afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Just so we can make you sound like that. Vikings. That's not as well. That's not as well. Nope, he was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Virgin! Okay. Well, that's, not, that's quite what we're looking for. Okay. Well... For all those listening, that isn't the origin of tattoos. The origin of tattoos kind of started in South America, what it looks like. And they kind of died down uh, when Christianity came to the picture because it looked as a, looked like a barbaric uh, ritual of sorts. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So what you're doing nowadays, Rossi? Uh, why did yeah, you decide to come back? I mean, yeah, it's such a good thing going on in London. Um. I think so. The the traveling. Okay, you didn't give uh, Nicki Minaj another clear colored water bottle. <laughs> oh no, no, she didn't approve of that. Um, but yeah, the traveling just got so much, eh? Yeah. You know, like obviously everyone's still in the lifestyle, but it's it's hectic after a while. Um, yeah. So I thought I'd settle down a little bit. You know, just keep it chilled, keep yes. it local. Um, I say that, and I was originally based in Durban, and uh, being back about. I think it actually might be like six months now. Went to Durban, St. Francis, Zimbabwe, and Cape Town a lot, flying back and forth. But um, uh, I'm officially in Cape Town now. So okay, um, yeah, just carrying on. We we have a creative agency here, so it's basically just like a marketing agency, um, and just running with that. Lacquer, bro. Well, most of these podcasts we've had to limit because of the time that the batteries can stay up for of the cameras. So probably going to call this one for now but dude it's been such a lack of catch-up yeah, and i'm just good. stoked to see that you've taken the road less traveled by and it's really working out for you yeah thanks dude i actually got a tattoo on that <laughs> really yeah what like a road split it's a it's a road uh with a bit of a paintbrush and a little man walking down it okay so uh, well, it looks like a brinjal <laughs> <laughs> obviously not such a good tattoo <laughs> So basically just got like a guy creating his own path. Awesome. So yeah. That's really Thank awesome. You. And what's that one? Keep? Oh, no, keep pushing. A little skateboard. That's cool, man. Yeah. How do you even see that one? It must be difficult to remember to keep pushing. I don't actually think yeah. about that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking good. I like it. Okay, cool. Well, cheers, Ross. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Cool. And that's a wrap, boys. Yeah.